Welcome to Covenant Cast. In this podcast series, Pastor Tim Fisher will be discussing short answers to your questions. Episode 5, How Involved Should a Christian Be in Politics? I want us to understand that there are three main components of the Word of God. There are concepts in the Word, that's number one. There are principles in the Word, that's number two. There are precepts in the Word of God. A precept is a command, something like don't lie or don't steal. Uh, It's a particular chapter and verse that we can go to and find God's opinion on a particular behavior or attitude. When it comes to politics, there's not really a precept in God's word about whether or not a believer should be involved in politics. In other words, you can't go to a a chapter and a verse and find um, God's attitude to say, you should be involved in politics, or to say you should not be involved in politics. So those precepts or commands, they don't exist. But when we talk about principles, I think that there are a few principles that we can extract from the Word of God to help us make an informed, biblically sound decision about the level of involvement that we should have in the political process. The very first principle that I want to give you is out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. And it's a principle that you can apply to uh, a lot of different facets of our lives. But let's take it from the political sphere for the sake of this podcast. So Philippians chapter 4 verse 5 says this, Let your moderation be known to all people that the Lord is at hand. Now that may seem like an odd verse to lead off with when addressing the question of how involved a Christian should be in politics. But... One of the key natures that this verse reveals to me is that my heart should not be fully invested in the political structure. I should not be a believer that politics is going to solve all of the problems that we face in our society. It simply won't. It will not. And one of the reasons that politics will not, will not solve all of the problems of our society is that even the most sincere senators and congresswomen and and men and and rulers, really, if you would say, even though that they're elected uh, in our country, most often cannot and do not overcome the influence of the one whom Jesus called the ruler of this world. Jesus called the enemy, the adversary of our soul, the ruler of this world in John chapter 12, verse 31, and again in John chapter 14, verse 30. And that's why he said in John chapter 18, why Jesus said in John chapter 18, verse 36, that his kingdom was not of this world. So why would I, as a follower of Christ, invest all of my time, all of my energies, or large portions of it into a system, into a kingdom that's not going to solve, one, the problems of this world, and two, is not where I'm called to invest my time and all my efforts and all my energies. As a follower of Christ, I can, I can be part of the political system. I can be someone who votes. I can be someone who is a well-informed voter. And you should be those things. Great men and women died and served every day to protect our freedom and liberty to vote, to have the kind of society that we have. And that's a noble thing. And if you have the opportunity to vote, I, I think everyone should vote. However, we should not have the mindset that our vote And the person that we elect is going to fix all the problems. There's not a a man or a woman that's going to go to Washington or going to be in our uh, 
local um, branches of government that's going to solve all of the problems. Uh, JFK, President Kennedy once famously said that the problems that people encounter were created by people and they would be solved by people. The first part of that from a biblical perspective is true. Um, Adam chose to disobey in the garden and he ate the fruit and sin entered the world, the Bible says. That was a problem created by man. But that problem could not be solved by humanity. That problem had to be solved by divinity. That's why Jesus had to come, who wrapped himself in humanity, but was also God's only begotten son. He came as a sacrifice to solve the sin problem in one life at a time. And that, his kingdom, his kingdom, is where my heart should be. When they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? The primary and secondary commands that you you can't achieve. You can't fulfill them. He first says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and strength. That's number one. You can't achieve that. There's, there's, there's no point in our lives where we're going to sit back and go, wow, today I have really loved God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, and with all my mind. You're never going to achieve that. So why would Jesus say that, number one? Well, I would humbly submit to you that the reason why he says that is for us to understand that this is not a command that we're trying to grasp, that we're trying to achieve. It's a command that we have to live a life in pursuit of. And the same with the, with the secondary commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. That's not something that we achieve and then we're done. It's not even something I believe we can achieve. It's only something that we can live in pursuit of. So it's his kingdom that I, as a believer, am supposed to live in pursuit of. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these other things would be added unto you. So my life as a believer, someone who's put their faith and trust in Christ, my life is to be lived in pursuit of the kingdom of God. That doesn't mean I can't vote. That doesn't mean I can't have some uh, political opinions. That doesn't mean that I can't back a particular candidate. But what it does mean is I can't give my heart over to those things. I should not have the mindset that any political candidate or any political philosophy is going to fix the problems that we see in our society. So that's my moderation where the political paradigm is concerned. I can be active in it. I can vote. I should vote. I believe you should vote. Let me emphasize that one more time. You have that ability. You have that right. You should exercise that right. But when your heart is fully invested in a system that by its very nature is designed and will inevitably let you down, how brokenhearted are you when that system lets you down, when that person that you have held up on a pedestal to be the answer, to be the solution to the political problems and the societal woes fails us, then your, your heart is, is broken. So I'm not putting my heart into the political structures and philosophies and paradigms of our society. I'm putting my heart, my faith, my trust in Christ Jesus. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 9, that man has dominated man to his injury. 
And it does not matter where we're talking about on the historical timeline or what type of government even that we're talking about. Whenever we are talking about a form of government, and certainly there are ones that are better than others, for sure. But whenever we are talking about that, we are talking about some type of domination. We are talking about some type of rule. In our country, we say the rule of law. But those laws are created by men and women who are flawed with the problem and the issue of sin and sin nature and carnality and being uh, part of a, of a system that is dominated by sin, dominated by a worldly mindset, and dominated by the ruler of this world who the Bible calls, whom the Bible calls the adversary of our soul. And so I'm not going to give my whole life over to that. I'm not going to give my whole heart or my whole mind over to that. I'm going to follow God's kingdom. That's where I want my heart to be. That's where I want my energy to be. That's where I want my treasure to be. I want my treasure to be in God's kingdom. You know, Jesus was a political prisoner. He lived in a, in a politically explosive day. His people were being dominated by the Romans. The Jewish people were being dominated, slaves of the Romans. And Jesus ended up being a political prisoner, being captured in that political system. But even though Jesus lived in this, this flashpoint of political upheaval and adversity in his day, he didn't get involved in politics really at all. And you could say that when they came to him and they asked whether or not they should pay taxes. And Jesus held up a coin and said, whose image and whose inscription is on this coin? And, and they responded, Caesar's. And Jesus very eloquently and divinely answered, then render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. In other words, Jesus is saying, Listen, there's something that belongs to God. There's something that belongs to the government that you may be a part of, such as taxes, right? But the thing that belongs to God is our heart. It's our heart. And so I would just encourage you, no matter where you come down on the political spectrum, no matter what your political leanings or philosophies might be, I believe the principle here, the guiding principle for a follower of Christ is don't give your heart to the political system. It's broken. And there's not one man and there's not one woman who's going to fix it because it's not a problem that can be fixed by people. It's only a problem that can be fixed when people are no longer in charge of the government. And that's the glorious day as believers that we're waiting for. When Jesus returns and the government rests upon his shoulders. And until that day, until the day when the government rests upon his shoulders, it rests on the shoulders of fallen men and women. And it will continue to disappoint you. It will continue to break your heart. People will continue to let you down. People will continue to fall short. You will continue to be disappointed. You will become disillusioned. But there's a better way than all of that. Can you be involved without giving over your heart? Absolutely. Absolutely you can. But my counsel to you, based on the Word of God, is let your moderation in politics be known to all people that the Lord is at hand. 
I'm not talking about moderate policies. I'm talking about moderate interaction with the political system. I'm talking about moderate engagement in the political system, knowing that the answer does not lie there. The answer only lies in Jesus. Thank you for listening to this episode of Covenant Cast. If you have a question you would like to submit, please visit our website, clci.us, or you can send us a message on Facebook at Covenant Life Church International. Please make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you do not miss any future episodes. We will see you next time in Jesus' name.